Cowboys out. Supported by Albertson. And broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the Star. Here we go. Run Z. Brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. Albertson's, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Bacardi, live passionately, drink responsibly. Bacardi. And by Mahindra. Find your nearest Mahindra dealer at TexasMahindraDealers.com. Now, your hosts, Jeff Cavanaugh, Taylor Stern, and Brad Sher. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Cowboys Hour. How are you? Woo. Who knows, who knows what day of the week it is? Thursday, Thursday is correct. Thursday is correct. Thank you very much. We're delighted to have everybody here. Uh, the bandwagon is starting to load up again. The Cowboys looking good with three straight wins. And uh, today is Thursday for the Cowboys players because real Thursday is when they play the hated New Orleans Saints at uh, AT&T Stadium. Um, and that will be Sunday. Thursday will be Sunday, right? Thursday will be Sunday. Okay, good. That Which will... makes Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday? Yeah, tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's mind. Friday. I don't and there is no I Saturday. I didn't even know what day it was. Tomorrow, today. Tomorrow's Friday. Okay. Thursday. Wednesday is so Saturday. Confused. That's right. Thursday is Sunday. Oh, That's right. okay. Today is Thursday, which is why we are so <laughs> extraordinarily grateful to have Cowboys Captain Sean Lee as our special <laughs> guest. Excited to be here, guys. Victory uh, Friday just lasted all the way until it la- Monday. It, it correctly, it did, and we have dragged, literally dragged Sean out of the trainer's room uh, because he is getting himself ready to be uh, in place to be back on the field for the fourth quarter that of gets the season, hyped. right? That's the plan, yes, sir. I mean, a couple of weeks, you think? Yes, Maybe yeah, you yeah a shot? I'm feel, feeling really good. Uh, you know, the trainer's doing a great job with me, and um, each week have gotten better and better. So had a great uh, run and, and lift today, so I'm ready to get back. Great. Is there an amount of time, uh, like a limited amount of time that you could do with the trainers? Would it be beneficial, what I'm saying, is if we volunteered Brad to massage or whatever at this point? Or <laughs> might choose, I think that might, might make it go backwards. Yeah, <laughs> okay. we might, it might add a couple might, weeks on if he might no, choose Taylor <laughs> on that one, but I don't know. But, um, is but, there such a thing as overkill when it comes to the rehab stuff? Is there a yeah, amount of time I, uh, where it's like, okay, guys, we can't. There's nothing else we can do today. Well, you know, knowing me, too, and with my injury history, I've tried to dive deep in everything to avoid these injuries. And I think there is a balance to find where – Sometimes you're doing too much, and what you can go backwards if you do too much. So, finding a balance of making sure you're always going forward, listening to the trainers, and then when it's time to rest, you have to rest and kind of let time uh, heal you. Yeah. I wa- and I want to come back to that in a minute, but I really want to stay on this day of the week thing f- for an in- for just a second because I think it's, I think it gives fans a little bit of an insight into what you guys deal with. So. So Monday to Thursday, mm-hmm. Sunday to Thursday, when you play on Thanksgiving, you know how to do that. You lie to yourself about how you feel. That's right. Lie to yourself <laughs> about what day of the week it is. And now, so we were, what we were just talking about before we came on the air was what's the difference from a player's perspective? Normally, if you don't have a game on the following Thursday, which this year for the second year in a mm-hmm. row the Cowboys do, but if you don't have that, then you have a mini-buy after Thanksgiving and you're back on Sunday to Sunday. Instead, the reason that I said what day of the week is it is because when you go from Thursday to Thursday, that means that real Friday became Monday, right? right? So yeah. that right. you can be on your seven-day game schedule. You get the mini-buy 
after this week's game, but how, what is the difficulty of Thursday to Thursday to the weekend off? Well, in the past, we used to play Sunday and Thursday on Thanksgiving, and then you had the time off, which, you know, all you did was you played, thir- you played Sunday, and then you convinced yourself, like you said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to play in this game. And, you know, Thanksgiving is the greatest game to play in. You're hyped up to play in it. So you come back. Everyone's watching. Everyone's watching. So the next day, you come in after that Sunday game, and you do everything you get ready to, to go to that game. And then you're thinking, okay, I'm done. I can relax after this. I mm-hmm. have a bye. Well, with the game afterwards, you don't. Yeah. And so you have, it, it, it's really hard to get up for Thursday after having three days to get ready for it and then having to come right back a day and a half later and say I have another game against a great football team. Just those games, you know, mentally is the hardest part to get back up after you really found a way to get up for Thursday and then you have to do it again. Is it good to be at home, though, or does that make it much of a difference traveling? I think it, it's huge to be at home. Traveling in that short period of time is, is tough on your body, mm-hmm. and really you can kind of relax the day before the game, and I think that goes a long way mentally. We did that a couple of years ago. Went to Chicago on a Thursday night. Two years after. ago. Was that just two years ago? Yeah, we went to Minnesota, and we played in the new stadium. We did, And yeah. they got their 11th win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good memory. How much does it change uh, the difference between being active and inactive going through this stretch? Like, what is your average schedule and how much of it is still film study and helping the other guys get ready versus I'm in the training room? Yeah, I think they're, you know, I'm in every meeting. Um, I'm at every walkthrough. And I'm trying to watch film, you know, when you're in the training room or when you have some extra time. But there's definitely more time spent in the training room trying to get your body right. So I'm still trying to stay involved and still trying to go through the game plan mentally. Because when you come back, if you haven't game planned and you haven't studied, you feel behind. You just don't feel comfortable. So mm-hmm. if you can mentally get those reps in your head coming back usually it makes me uh, feel it's an easier transition coming back and, and I can play faster usually. have you and Travis Frederick said to each other in the last few weeks dude what the hell are we doing what I'll are we doing what it. are we doing over here oh tell me about it I mean I've said that numerous times <laughs> um, you know what's going on what's happening you know you want to be involved with this so bad and and when you're injured the season goes by fast you know and you feel like you've missed so much but you can't focus on that. You Wait, have to focus on what's ahead of you. When you're injured, the season goes by fast? Like you're missing the weeks. So I'm quickly. just saying, like, you but just feel, it go, it not it go necessarily by? goes by fast, but you feel like you've missed so much. Sure. And so, you, you know, for me, I've only played in a couple games. You, that is something that gets very frustrating. And I think it's frustrating for him. It's very frustrating for me. But you have to understand, there's, for me, i got a great opportunity ahead of me. Let's focus on that. Before I forget, uh, speaking of Travis, and we, we are so grateful to have everyone who has come out here to the Ford Center tonight. Uh, for the Cowboys Hour, our regular Monday night stop, which is on Thursday, which is Monday this week. Next week, we will actually be on Tuesday evening because the Cowboys team Christmas party, organizational Christmas party, is Monday night. So we will be on Tuesday night next week with Travis Frederick and Zach Martin. That's next Tuesday night. And then we'll be back on our Monday uh, schedule. And um, so we want to thank everyone for coming out tonight. We want to thank everyone for joining us on the Cowboys Radio Network and streamed live on DallasCowboys.com. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean, so compare and contrast, because I think anybody who is familiar with the Cowboys knows that you've got a pretty darn strong desire to be out there making plays and helping the team, and they've seen in years past the struggles this defense can go through when you're not there. Compare and contrast how fulfilling it is to be out there making those plays and how it feels knowing you've helped 
with Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith playing so well, is that fulfilling in a different way, or is it still just, I need to be out there? No, it's incredibly fulfilling. I think as you get older in your career, um, and you see these great young football players who work extremely hard, who are great people, um, you want to help them anyway. And, and, and being a mentor is something you want to do. I had people mentoring me, you know, Keith Broking, Brady James, a ton of great linebackers, Demarcus Ware, um, Anthony Spencer. And there's this feeling that they helped me. Now I got to help these young guys. And sometimes it's almost more fulfilling when you see these young guys work like they do, buy into what we're doing and make those plays. At the same point, you're also like, well, I want to be part of this. Yeah. You know, I want to be out there with this group, with this defense who's playing so well. Um, you feel like you're missing out a little bit, but there's, it's great to see them play so well with the you're work they're doing. You're still in the huddle, though. You're still in no the doubt. huddle with Zeke and everybody getting them hyped up pregame. I like to see that. No question. And I've always said, you know, then when you get injured, the natural thing or the thing you want to do is completely disconnect because you're so frustrated. But if you can help out in a little way, you're still part of the team. Maybe not the way you want to be, but you're still part in a small way. By the way, this is a complete sensory experience. And those of you who are joining us on the radio or streamed live online don't know what you're missing. But, but um, there's the big screen at the Ford Center and also on the screen outside while Sean was talking. Jeffrey's waving now. <laughs> now we can all wave. But there was, while Sean was talking, there were some great shots of you and Leighton. And some of them were from training camp. And Alex, I just, Alex is going to put them back up there again. Watch this. This, this really gives you a sense of the, I asked Sean when we sat down uh, to remind me about his siblings. And you, so you have an older brother and a younger sister. Yes. Do you now feel like you have a little brother? Um, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, from the first day coming in here, I think there's a connection just because of the type of guy he is, because of the passion he has for football and how he wants to learn. You know, and, you know, I've tried to help any way I can, but understand this, the guy's a natural. Yes. I mean, he is smart. He picks up things quick. He knows how to play the game. He has the instincts. He's got the things that, that are, you know, you're born with. Yeah. So um, to me, when you see that, it's just as fun on my part, you know, and hopefully as it is on his. Brad and I were on the Cowboys Hour with Layton probably two weeks ago, three weeks ago, sometime, and he pretty much gave you all of the credit. He said, Sean Lee is much to be contributed to his success early, all of the mentorship you've given to him. But how is that created? How is that cultivated? Just in practice? Or think, do you guys watch film together? What yeah, is that really it, turned it's into? It's practice. Um, I think it started early with, you know, just sitting down and meeting together and talking about the defense, watching film together and kind of having a conversation about football, about, about technique, uh, about situations that you know, I've been in before, and maybe I've moved my alignment this way a little bit. That helped me. Or, hey, you know, in this situation, in this defense, I always slow down uh, just a little bit because I know I have to take this pass route first. I can't get beat by this. You know, just always talking football. And, you know, he has great ideas. He's, you know, he'll bring up stuff sometimes, and you'll be like, man, that's a great idea. So, like I said, he, he understands the game really well also. Did you notice, was there a moment? Because as you progress throughout your career, you mentioned Keith Brooking, I think, was 35 years old he when was. you came into the league. Yeah. And Brady James is probably right around 30. Yeah. And there's no doubt at that point you are the student. Now, was it something you consciously noticed? Or did you just turn around one day and go, oh, goodness, I'm teaching? <laughs> at at yeah, what that's point right. does that that's happen? A, that's I'm a the good teacher point. Now. I mean, I think you get a couple years in, in the league, and then all of a sudden things start, you know, you start seeing things fast. You can pick up things. And then when you have guys around you and want to learn, I think there's that feeling that, hey, I want a mentor, I want to help, I want this group to be great. And, and slowly, probably about four or five, you know, three or four years in, I started to say, okay, now let's try to move in that role. Now, uh, when we come back, 
which is the signal that we're going to take our first break. We're going to continue on this theme. And the advantage that we have of Monday being Thursday is that usually on Monday we've talked, we, we talk about the game that was just played, but the players really haven't seen what they're going to be doing yet in the next game. They will get that the next day. But today's Thursday. So Sean knows exactly what the game plan is and how they are going to attack the New Orleans Saints, who are averaging 500 points a game and 6,000 yards. <laughs> and so uh, he will give us some watch magically as Sean Lee gives us insight into the game plan without revealing one single tactical say, idea say lot, that they're going to do. Exactly time. right. <laughs> You're so good at it. This is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, sponsored in part by Albertsons and brought to you by Omni. Next time you travel for an away game, here's how to make the most of it. Stay with Omni Hotels and Resorts. They have 60 premier locations coast to coast with things like world-class spas, championship golf, and great dining. Visit OmniHotels.com to learn more. Omni Hotels and Resorts, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Lucchese. Lucchese Bootmaker is now open at the Star in Frisco. Shop from a variety of world-class handmade cowboy boots, as well as all new signature apparel and accessories. Visit their brand-new store today and experience the tradition that is... Lucchese Bootmaker. We'll be right back with Sean Lee on the Cowboys Hour. <laughs> To the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertson, and broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the Star. Here's a pass to the right, tipped and broken up by Tank Lawrence, and intercepted by Lawrence, and Lawrence fights his way down inside the 20 near the 15. Tank Lawrence got an interception. He broke it up. He stole it. He just took the pumpkin pie. Of course, if that was Sean Lee, would have scored on that. We've, we've seen that before. Back on the Cowboys Hour at the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco with Jeff Cavanaugh, Taylor Stern, and Cowboys captain Sean Lee. And um, we were, uh, yes, I think that's appropriate. I think that's appropriate. Um, and we were, we were on the, we were talking about Leighton and Sean's relationship, we right? We were, we were. And I wanted to know, you know, everyone's talking about the wolf hunter, and we've seen the pictures. We yeah. know about his hunting. Are you planning any hunting trips with a uh, LVE in the I, off season? I would like him to take me hunting. Really? Being that I've, you know, I've shot a shotgun before, but I've never formally been hunting. So. And his dad is a guide. He is a guide, so I'd like to go with him and do it properly and, and go up there. But he has not invited me yet, so. Well, we'll you may out. have to invite yourself, but hunting <laughs> hunting wolves does that appeal to you? Um, Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, if I like, had a little help, I mean, not on my own, but yeah. Just like quarterbacks. No, I'm not going to yeah. throw you out there in a while yeah, and say right. the wolves are over there. Go get one. No, yeah. they're not going to do that. No, yeah, that would be uh, that'd be fun to be out there. I think yeah. once you achieve uh, you and Layton's level of athleticism and strength, you should probably be bow hunters. Where Ooh, if you, I like Where that. if you miss, it becomes much more interesting. Now yeah. it's NFL linebackers versus wolves. Well, I still don't think we win that one. <laughs> <laughs> the gray. I, movie. Yeah, I think you guys, I think you'd have a chance. It depends, because wolves are pack creatures. They, they truly are. how many. Yeah, yeah they truly are. Uh, have you been on the Vander Esch Express? Have no, you been I, on the bus? I have not. I actually met his parents after uh, last game. Unbelievable people. They had a bunch of people so in. Great. Yeah, but I would love to get on that. I have not been on that yet, but I heard it's great. I want to I just, I want to see what's inside that thing. I know. I have firsthand experience. And do we have mounted wolf heads? There are no mounted wolf heads. Darwin and Sandy, Vander Esch, nicest people ever, salt of the earth brought the bus down here last week stopped right in front of the star 
and showed off the new upholstery and everything. But, you know, there's the murals on the side. And I was asking them about adding some new ones, and they said, probably Super Bowl. So sites are set. Let's go. Mm. Let's go. All right. Well, speaking since we're since Taylor has opened that door and I'm not taking it that far, but clearly this is a different team than it was a month ago. Uh, The three three game winning streak has done a lot. And so uh, can we just talk about that a little bit? What's it feel like? What's what are all the changes like from the inside where we can't get to? You know, I feel like. um, Uh Oh, what happened there? We lost Sean. We lost Sean's him. mic has passed. <laughs> Hold on. Let's go with this yeah, one. Yeah, let's try this. We in business? Oh, right, we're in business. Good. We're in business. Okay. You know, I think we confidence has grown, and early in the year we lost a couple close games. And now I think we've kind of found our formula for winning. We've won those close games, and as you do that, your confidence gets better. You learn how to win. You learn how to win in tough situations. And as you do that, I think the ball starts rolling, and you realize you can win those tough games. So one of the things that, that has been my, my pet theory, and it, I didn't develop it until we were about a month in watching, is that th- this was such a young team that it had to grow up, I, had to learn. I'm not talking about even before the offensive line coaching changes, before Amari Cooper, that the, the team, and Joe Looney made a great point to me that he said, you know, I've never played this many games. Mm-hmm. And so there are guys playing who had to learn, and I, and I compare it to, uh, watching a teenager go through awkward puberty, very oh, unsightly. <laughs> you went there, but very unsightly, kind of difficult situations un- until the the person grows up a little bit and becomes a functioning adult. I, is that a valid comparison? No, I, I think so. And, and and I think what it comes down to is understanding how close these games are going to be, and how tight the margin for error can be, and how you have to be on point. And I think when you're young, you might not realize that and realize that it's going to come down to the fourth quarter most of the time. It's going to be a close game, and we're going to have to make a critical play down the stretch to win it. And that's every game. So you have to be comfortable with that and realize, hey, this is how it's going to be, and let's go win it. Yeah. Which individuals on this team have you seen the biggest amount of growth just from in training camp to playing on Sundays now? Well, I think if you look at, I mean, just defensively, the guys in the secondary – um, just how they're playing. Um, you know, look at the last game, all the plays they've made and, and how they've played throughout the entire year. You know, some of those guys had to change positions, some going from year one to year two. Um, watching them play ha- has, has been incredible. And, um, you know, and then watching the offensive side of the ball, those guys who've had a lot of success before playing well and playing great, watching Zeke running the ball he's, the way he's running right now like he always has, I think that's fun to watch too. I have to know, Sean, you know, the photo that came out on photo day was that you and Marinelli jumped into the hot boys picture. Yeah. Oh, Marinelli too. Yeah, it's become very well known that you are an honorary member of the hot no, boys. You know what, I'm, I'm not now. I got kicked hot out. Boy. Oh, <laughs> wait, Breaking who kicked they, out? They, they, they reshuffled days. the definition of what a hot boy is and, and I didn't fall in that definition. And, you well, know. well, now, well, the photo still exists. It's a the moving target. I mean, I don't You <laughs> didn't fall into the definition initially uh, I felt I did but, but I always feel like I well like you I have gotten too. sacks yeah, let's gotten let, sacks I've gotten some pressures you know I've gotten guy, other guys sacks. let's just review what we know <laughs> not what we think not what we conjecture let's review what we know the defensive line formed the hot boys right that's right and initially it did not include you is that a fact initially 
Yeah, they didn't include a lot of people initially, maybe. But yeah, okay. You're you're, you're the defensive captain who it did not include. The yeah. other defensive captain is a defensive lineman, so Tyrone Crawford was in. Yeah. So it is a fact that initially it did not include. Yeah, it didn't you. include me. No, and then right. and then it is a fact that at some later point it did include you. That's right. Okay. The photo exists still. Yeah, there was a lot of campaigning going on ah. between that period by <laughs> me. So you basically said, what? Yeah, I was campaigning, and then I was threatening to sabotage things. And, Whoa, and then I became this annoying. is a Sean Lee. I have no idea who this person is. You know, they may have just put me in because I was so annoying, but I don't know. I, I like it. I wanted to be part of it. And, 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 then, and, then, <laughs> and then now you're telling us that it is a fact that you are not in the hot Yeah, boys. then they, uh, like I said, they reshuffled. and uh, Who did the reshuffling? The hot boys. <laughs> they had their hot boy meeting. They had a hot boy meeting. They had a hot boy dinner. <laughs> I wasn't at it. They, <laughs> I got kicked out. So, they somebody, crossed your face off the <laughs> Somebody was the instigator. I think they voted. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly who brought me up, but they voted on it, and I didn't get enough votes. And now the sabotage begins. That's right. This so sounds like a prime opportunity. You know, in the hip-hop world, that would start a beef. So I think you probably need to start your own group. A diss track. I, I did. You know, we have some. We're talking about another group, but it hasn't gone well. Well, <laughs> now, no, no, guys. Didn't, didn't, uh, don't the linebackers have something that I even hesitate to Ew, bring up? The purge squad. The purge squad. Yeah. The purge squad. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, anybody's welcome. Anybody who runs and hits and likes to tackle people can be part of the purge squad. Kindness is cool for your group. Yeah, we're all right. We include everybody. You know. No yeah. official you, membership required. No official. Yeah, it's just if you like to play the game the right way, you can be in the group. We could be in the Purge Squad. No, yeah, we could not. No, I, I could not so, be no. in the Purge Jaylen Squad. Jalen told, told you that you could get a Purge shirt. Jalen was being nice. Kind guy. Did Jalen give you some clear eye view glasses? Because not yet. We have to buy them, apparently. What? Layton was rocking them last week. I support that, though. Wait, I do. What, what are the clear eye view glasses? He's got his own line of, of, of glasses that are stylish yeah. can, I, can I just say, representing my generation when the hell did every single player become a, an entrepreneur and have a clothing line and have a merchandise zeke's got one yeah yeah it's but he's donating right now let me speak on behalf of our generation. please do please when i tell you that the people in charge are yeah. getting plenty of money for a long time the players earning window is much more brief yeah we're here to get this money Get this yeah. bread. Get this bread. It's capitalism. Take advantage of And And how this – Sean is now just going to sit back and enjoy this. And how and this contributes to the team concept that is vital to winning in football. How exactly? No, I'm talking to you. Oh, that's when you show up. That's practice and stuff. Yeah, this is outside when I go home. i got to go make my money. Okay, and so, so you're going to go home and make your money. Right. And I'm going to go home and make my money. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. go make your money. Taylor's going to make go her get money. This bread. Right. right. Go ahead. And how is it that this is all going to coalesce into one team that is more important than any one of us? Well, I have separate. a team. It's separate. I, yeah. It's yeah. Sean and them CBA. We only get to spend 40 minutes practice in a week. <laughs> yeah. You got to find something else true. to do. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Tough. It's true. So you're in favor of all this this uh, total destruction of everything that's. Whoa. To say it's a total destruction of everything. I mean, going and, you know, making a T-shirt and a clothing line on yeah. your, in your free time. Yeah. As long as you take care of football and are about your business okay. here, nobody cares. I okay. would love to see <laughs> Sean Lee slinging T-shirts. I probably, yeah, no, I probably won't. So where's that. yours then? Yeah. Where, where is yours? Uh, I probably don't have enough time for that. No, just kidding. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Actually, I, don't picture that, I, don't actually, I actually picture that being true, where some people are different personalities. I picture you as sort of a football cyborg. 
Yeah, or I, even at the house, it is very much football. No question. So, I mean, that's probably, you know, when I get in the season, I get into the tunnel, and it's all about football. All right, but let's, let's Dream see. Builders Foundation, too. That's true. And His that, foundation. to me, that and, and, and the charity work that we do is, is, is huge. And, and to me, that's mainly my focus. Let's see how old school you are. Okay. How do you fall on the question of uh, en masse end zone celebrations after every takeaway? Yeah, I think there is a, a line, uh, a respect for the game line to where you should have fun and should celebrate, but you can go over that line. Um, sometimes I see some celebrations, you know, at certain times that go, over th that go over the line. You know, like to me, if you score a touchdown on defense, let's go take a photo. If you, turn the, you get the ball, you take it away, you know, early in the game, um, at midfield, and we still got a game, a lot of game left. Take a jump. Hey, let's run, and celebrate on the sideline until we get another touchdown. Then we'll go celebrate in the end zone. So there's a balance, I think, to be to be struck. I don't know if they would come to you with this idea because I feel like you would be the guy that's like, hey, um, like there's something else we could be doing right now. But these celebrations clearly take some thought beforehand and some planning beforehand. Yeah. And I wonder, do you have any idea how much time is spent on that by players? Is it something that takes 45 seconds where you say, hey, guys, I got an idea this week? Or is there just way too much time going into this? I, I don't know how much time it is. And you've seen me celebrate, so you know I don't put a lot of time, <laughs> I don't yeah. put a lot of time into it. It's pretty much a fist pump. Um, no, I think they're creative and they're fun. And <clears throat> guys put a good amount, a decent amount of time in it and have fun with it, which makes it a blast, but taking it too far can be much. What would have happened with Zeke? Because he had the, it was a great celebration where he had the twenty-one dollars ah, goes in the Salvation that's great, Army. Very great. I love that. And I very that. clever. And my natural question at the time was, what if he didn't score going that direction? I found out later that he did have twenty-one dollars on each end. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> if he didn't score in that game, what do you think happens to that forty-two dollars? It was uh, Shannon Gross's money. Yeah. He could just give it back to Shannon. Or yeah. it probably would have gone in the red kettle. Oh, okay. Yeah, it would have gone into some It would have gone, gone, gone into the red kettle. I will say this. I was very impressed with the news that when Amari Cooper scored and, and the offensive players formed a free throw line, they hadn't practiced that. He had to tell them right on the spot, really? free throw line, form it. And they did it. Yeah, Seriously, that's, that's good. That no, was, that's good on the spot. That was pretty impressive. Uh, okay, good. All right, now we've reestablished a little bit of order in the world, and uh, and we can commence. Do we have to take our second break now already? We, I think it's we have the opportunity to honor the people who are sponsoring our program. We do. By, All right. By doing that. Yes. Well, I was just saying we're having such a good conversation, but we should always be thankful to Jack Black. Want to use what the pros use? Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker four JB faves plus a full size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping at getjackblack.com. Use code Cowboys. And of course, Albertsons. When it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Back with the great Sean Lee on the Cowboys Hour after this. If you have a question for Sean in a little bit, I'll give you the heads up, and you can hold your hand up, and Stephen will come out with the, with the microphone. Um, how much is it just killing you to be not playing again right now? As much work as you do, yeah. as hard as you work to keep your body in shape and avoid injury, I can only imagine that you must have wanted to smash something yeah. when this oh last one happened. Yeah, there's been uh, there's there's been hard days, no question, and um, especially the the week afterwards was tough. And um, I always always I always have to refocus and and kind of say, hey, listen, I have an incredible opportunity ahead of me. 
Let's focus on that. I'm not dealing with real adversity relative to what other people throughout the world deal with. You know, a football injury is not a big deal. Um, but it is frustrating when you put work in and you feel like you're letting people down. And, you know, it's, it, it's happened a lot of times. That's what's tough to take sometimes. Who are the people that you lean on on those hard days? Like, you know, you're a mentor to Leighton, but who are some of your mentors? Um, you know, my, my family, you know, my, uh, my wife, my wife has to deal with me on a daily basis, which is a tough deal. <laughs> um, and she's, she's great about it. I'm kind of maybe getting me away from, from it sometimes. Um, you know, my dad's great about it. Uh, my brother. So most of the time I kind of talk to them and, and they kind of pull me away. So I would imagine just based on what we know about your level of commitment and work ethic that you've done a lot of things when it yes. comes to, in particular, the hamstrings? Like, how many different things have you gone through to try to say, okay, okay, now I'm going to do yoga, now I'm going to do this, now yeah. I'm going to try that? I've probably tried it all, to yeah. be quite honest with you. And um, we talked about it earlier about, you know, sometimes you're doing too much and, and um, you know, where's the balance? And, and sometimes there's stuff that's out of your control, you know, like there has at certain times throughout my career where, you know, a guy lands on your heel and, and your toe tears. What can you do about that? And you know, trying not to torture yourself about that and trying to just work to get back and try to help any way you can. That's what I try to focus on. So I, I recall Leroy Jordan telling you years ago that he had a bad neck injury his first or second year, and then he never got hurt again. So you must just have years of good health playing football left in front of you. How yeah, exciting. I think, well, I'm hoping at least I have a back end of this year healthy and, and then can keep playing well and, and see what we can do. But um yeah, no, Leroy has been incredible, you know, throughout my entire career. Anytime I've had an injury, he's, he's helped me kind of inspire me to come back and keep working. I'm glad you brought up your family because I've read in the past where you talked about how they gave you the work ethic that you have. Mm -hmm. Because I think undoubtedly if anyone asks about Sean Lee or hears about him, it's the work ethic. First and foremost, first one in, last one out. Is that really where it came from, your family? Absolutely. From, a, from an early age, there was a certain standard that we had to – play by and it was it was hustle you know I mean we if I, we weren't hustling the game my dad was walking the sideline and letting us know and was he coaching he was coaching sometimes sometimes he was not <laughs> banned. sometimes he was just being you know, a and, and if you went up to my mom and said hey you know get dad away from me you know he's like she's like listen if you're not gonna hustle we'll leave you know she was backing him so <laughs> so good it, it was it was there was a certain standard from a young age that we we had to apply and and not only that it was school it was everything and so they they, they were great now december 9th is our my cause my cleats game and you'll be participating this year with your dream builders foundation mm -hmm. um hopefully we'll be able to see you on the field wearing those but how cool is it for you to have that platform to show off your cause Oh, it's incredible, you know, to be able to, you know, show how much work we do off the field, to try to help a charity and understand that, you know, this is, our, we have to use our platform. It's a responsibility to help. And, you know, being able to help the Boys and Girls Club and PMR Charity for me has been a dream. And all the support I've had from, you know, uh, across Dallas has been incredible. And, you know, we, we've tried to help a lot of people. We have more room to help. But this is another platform to show off, hey, we're doing a lot other than football to try to help. So the game of football is constantly changing in one mm -hmm. way or another, constantly evolving. Even your position is yeah. constantly changing in what you guys are being asked to do. So from somebody who does it at a very, very high level, today in the NFL, if you are building a successful linebacker, give me the three most important things that he has. Uh, um, being able to run. You, get, you have to be able to run anymore. You have to be able to match up in space. Um, you have to be versatile in space athletically. Um, you have to have instincts. I'm sorry. 
what does that mean? Be versatile to, in space. So you have to be able to play in zone. So you have to be able to have get depth in zone, recognize things, have great breaks, be quick, be able to tackle in space. You have to be able to cover uh, tight ends. You have to be able to match up with running backs. A lot of times you are great route runners now. You see running backs and tight ends running as good as routes as you've ever seen. And you, you know, you'll see a running back this week who might as well be a wide receiver. So being able to match up and do that, but then also be able to play in the run game, be able to play downhill, be able to hit, be able to be physical, finding that balance, being a three-down linebacker is something you have to do. Um, so, so basically you just have to cover a guy like Alvin Kamara one week, and then the next week Rob Gronkowski. And just, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's, that's it. Right. And then also be able to take on linemen and handle your business and get off blocks and make tackles in the run game. And um, So that, that being that versatile athletically, I think, is, is something you have to be to be a three-down linebacker. Um, um, instincts. You know, learn how to play the game, key, um, knowing where the ball is going, understanding situational football, um, being ahead of the game. A lot of times I think the best linebackers you see have that. How much are the instincts learned and how much is it natural? Because I think it's amazing what the human yeah. brain can do, that you're constantly doing all these calculations on what's going on around you. And I think that in some ways it might just be innate and natural for yeah. some people. But how much can you learn it if you don't have it? I think you can learn it. I think most of the guys who are really instinctual probably have it, and then they expand on it with work ethic and studying and, and understanding offenses. Um, I think that you see guys who might come in and might not have it but work really hard and, and end up getting better at that. Um, you know, everybody's different how they see the game, and finding a way, you know, to try to look and key things and, and anticipate things you have to be able to do that. And, and then the, the third thing you have to be able to do, you got to be able to hit, you got to be physical, you got to hit. Yeah, Brad just brought up that you have years and years ahead of you for football, but obviously people seeing you on the sidelines right now, they keep going back to, oh, Sean Lee would be a great coach one day. Have you ever thought about yourself as a coach in the future, or where do you see the after plan? Yeah, I mean, I love the game, um, you know, and I think it would be hard to get away from it and not be around it. But, you know, some of me says I like playing the game a lot, you know, I like <laughs> yeah. I like hitting. I like the physical aspect of it. I love, you know, like uh, I like being in the meeting rooms, but when I really come alive is when I come out on the field. Yeah. You know, and when I come out and walk through and then you come out and you warm it up and then indie. I mean, there's nothing better than working on a skill set and then showing it off on Sunday and, and feeling yourself improve physically. That that to me is. What's a lot of fun, you know, yeah, I feel and like, hitting too. You know, I feel like if you were a coach, you'd be Chris Richard wearing the cleats. And he's just, locked in, man. He's the best. <laughs> he's the best. You, so you were just talking about Leroy, and of course, a lot of us have had the opportunity to see you with Leroy. And I remember when Dick Butkus came to camp a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I've still got a picture in my phone of you and Dick Butkus because yeah. I think that's so cool. So you, you were you were a Pittsburgh kid. I was. Jack Lambert or Jack Ham? Um, both, but Jack Ham at once. I went to Penn State. You know. Um, you know, both are, were unbelievable, but, you know, I became more of a Jack Ham guy. I mean, what, what can you say? They're both great. So. They are. And, and were there other linebackers that you looked up to when you knew that you were going to be a linebacker? You know, so when I was young, I played in the secondary a lot. Um, and so growing up as a Steeler fan, I actually was a big Rod Woodson fan. Um, you know, and, and that kind of um, defense of the mid-'90s, that ended up losing to the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. That was kind of the defense that I watched growing up. And the two outside linebackers I loved, you know, um, Kevin Green, Greg Lloyd. Um, so that whole defense was probably the defense that, you know, I started watching at a young age and kind of were big fans of. So you mentioned Penn State. I think you, your perspective would be a good one to get for this because you have a reference point in the NFL and in very big-time college. 
the three most intimidating places you've ever had to play football. Oh, good. I now, like now, if you are never intimidated, the three <laughs> most intimidating for teammates of yours. <laughs> yeah. That's well, a good the best. I always like the crazy atmosphere that's right. going away. So I think it's fun to go and kind of shut a crowd up. I always say I love going to Philadelphia, hearing the Rocky song, and then not hearing the crowd <laughs> the rest of the day. I mean, there's nothing better. You than, see the eagle at the top, kind that's of clear right, out. That's right. Yeah. There's nothing better than that. Um, in in college, um, Ohio State is incredible to play at. Um, you know, Beaver Stadium at Penn State. To me, is that there's hard to to beat that. Um, 110,000 night balance. game. That's a whiteout. You can't hear anybody next to you. They're jumping in the stands, you know. Um, and then the NFL playing in Seattle is, is fun. Which one, college or NFL? Like if you're taking Ohio State or Seattle, which one is more insane to play in? Um, they're, they're, they're different. Um, you know, the pageantry of the college is one thing, but the NFL game and knowing who you're playing against and the intensity of that, to me, I love that. I love the NFL game and, and going into that and playing against that. That's something special. That, I thought um, you would The intensity said level is, is different. Heinz Field two years ago. This is great. That's right. That's another, that's another great spot. Um, I guess I forgot about that. But that, that, that is, was crazy. That was crazy yeah. the way we won that game. And that was special because I had a bunch of people yeah. wearing my jersey and then underneath it with a bunch of Steeler gear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Jacket nice. over. Yeah, All right. right. We are going to take our last break. When we come back. Uh, we are going to see if we can pry some information from Sean about uh, his thoughts about the New Orleans Saints. And then your questions for Cowboys Captain Sean Lee. This is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, brought to you in part by Albertsons and by Omni. Next time you travel for an away game, here's how to make the most of it. Stay with Omni Hotels and Resorts. They have 60 premier locations coast to coast with things like world-class spas, championship golf, and great dining. Visit OmniHotels.com to learn more. Omni Hotels and Resorts, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. Buy Papa John's. When the Cowboys win, get 50% off regular menu price pizzas the next day at PapaJohns.com with promo code COWBOYSWIN. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Not valid with any other discounts. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. And by Lucchese Bootmaker. Now open at the Star in Frisco. Shop from a variety of world-class handmade cowboy boots as well as all new signature apparel and accessories. Visit their brand-new store today and experience the tradition that is... Lou Casey Bootmaker. We'll be right back with Sean Lee. To the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertson. And broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the Star. Huge third and goal. Can they cash this in? Prescott in the gun. It's a four-man rush. He looks left. He's in trouble. He gets away from the sack. He runs to his right. He keeps his feet to the 10, to the 5, to the middle of the field. Somersault into the end zone. That is a Thanksgiving play to remember for Dak Prescott. Touchdown, Cowboys. That one sealed the deal. That one, that, where are we all just, just asleep? That one sealed the deal. That Woo. Cowboys touchdown by Dak a Thanksgiving play to remember. It was all-timer right there. I, I mean, like that was that pretty was good. Unbelievable. That was a pretty good play. Yeah. No, Dak's another guy just playing unbelievable, great leader that we love, man. He's so fan he's fantastic. Yeah. Just at the right time. Well, we also love Albertsons, and when it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Sean, tell us about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, watching them the last few weeks, the quarterback is operating at a level that few maybe ever have. 
how do you deal with that plethora of weapons and yeah. that guy at control of it? Yeah, I mean, he's one of the greatest ever play. I mean, he is just unbelievable. You know, what he's done, how long he's done it. You know, after some of the adversity he faced early in his career with some of the injuries he dealt with, um, you know, he's a he's a great football player. And <clears throat> you know, somebody I've looked to for inspiration coming back from injuries. So he's tough to stop. He can make every throw. He reads extremely quick. Um, and you have to find a way to pressure him. You got to find a way to get him out of the pocket and, make, you know, and not let allow him to be comfortable. Um, be able to push the pocket and, and get to them. Um, I think there's a misconception, though, with the team, though, that it's all explosive passes. I mean, they're a balanced team that can run the football also. Um, and they have a great running game, and they've, they produce with it. So that is something that we're going to have to stop also. Yeah. We, we were talking earlier off the air about younger Sean Lee and maybe not having the right mindset to let plays go, let plays go. When you play against an offense of this caliber, they're going to make plays. Sure. I feel like you could do everything right, and sometimes they're going to make a play. How easy or hard is it to just go, okay, they made a play, line back up? Yeah, I mean, you have to do that. I mean, um, you know this is a great offense, and that at some point they're going to make plays. But how, you know, how can we fight back from that? We know it's going to be a long game. We know we can make some plays also. And how can we get into the fourth quarter and continue to make those plays when they count? I mean, that's something we've done. I think the last three games have really showed up where, you know, teams have scored some points, but we've come back and made big plays to get the ball back to our offense and, and make plays on offense to win the game. We yeah. talked – I'm sorry. No, it's we talked a little bit earlier about Minnesota Vikings playing them, and that was when you guys got your 11th win. How do you go into playing a team that's on this hot streak, 10 wins, you know, playing out of their mind football, haven't lost since week one, how do you mentally prepare for that? Because this is a team the Dallas Cowboys are known to take teams off of their streaks. Yeah, I think you have to just say, hey, we have to out-execute them. You know, we understand a great team like this, the margin for error is very small. You can't make mistakes. But if we do what we do, execute down and, and down out, make them earn everything, play with the type of intensity that we can play with. And, you know, defensively talking about how we run to the football and the type of intensity we play with, that's what we have to lean on. I will also remind everyone that in 2009 – it was just about this time of year Ooh. that the Dallas Cowboys, who had seen DeMarcus Ware carried off the field on the previous football. Sunday, yeah. went into New Orleans on a Saturday night against an unbeaten New Orleans team, quarterbacked by Drew Brees, mm -hmm. and just walked right in and hit him right in the mouth. I, I, I actually watched that game at Penn State. I was sitting watching. That was, was a night game. and. DeMarcus came back in and had two sacks. Correct. He played at the end and was unbelievable down the stretch. Yep. Hot boy. Yep. Yeah. It is something to remember. Okay, Stephen, what have we got? Got Babs here with a question for you, Sean. Hi, Sean. You were born to be a Cowboy player, no doubt. But what if you had to take a different career path? Where would you have, what would you have chosen? Well, I know my, my, uh, my grandfather was a lawyer and a judge and my my dad's a lawyer and uncles are lawyers so i would not have been a lawyer i know that <laughs> <laughs> um, i found out that I, that I should not have done that you know I, um I, d I don't know for sure i was a finance major in school um and i found out that maybe i shouldn't do that um, <laughs> um but i think it would be something involved in sports um something whether it was coaching whether it was training you know i love kind of being active and being able to help and so kind of something in the training end of, uh, of sports or physical therapy something in that I think that would be something that I would have probably looked into Thank you. Yeah. all right we have Thank Andy you. here from Tampa season ticket holder with a question hardest person you ever hit or that ever hits you Ouch. okay um, running back um, 
Well, the, the hardest person I probably hit, I think I had a pretty good hit on Thanksgiving against Reggie Bush a couple Ooh, of years yeah. back, uh, 2011, on a toss play. Um, that was probably one of the bigger hits I've had. And then um, the hardest person that, well, Adrian Peterson tackling him one time, I, I tackled him, I think this was back in 2013. Um, everything I could do to tackle him, and I came off the sideline, and my face mask was <laughs> moved a little bit. Um, and so I had to take the face mask off, change it, and I actually auctioned that off for charity. That's so well. good. See, that. hustling. Uh, yeah, do you, that, do you remember, that was pretty hard. Do you remember um, what you thought and did after some? Like I remember Golden Tate taking a dirty that was shot. Pro- at well, you. that was probably yeah. I forgot about that hit. Yeah, yeah but probably, well, if you don't see it coming, it doesn't. That count. was probably the hardest hit. Yeah, that, that actually got hit by Mike Sellers, um, the, old, the fullback for the uh, for the uh, Redskins. Charged, the, the Redskins. Okay. Back in. Um, 2010-11, I got knocked out cold and oh. woke up on the bench. And oh, <laughs> football! I'm sitting on the bench. If you don't remember it, that wasn't the I hardest one. I, I got it. That was probably that was probably one of the harder ones. Well, too, you were sitting on the bench, and so I was supposed to go in on the defensive series, and I'm leaning there, and I, and, and I look over to Keith Brooking, and I go, "Hey, Keith, how'd I do on that uh, defensive series?" And he goes, "Whoa, buddy, you never made it in." <laughs> <laughs> so it was on special teams the oh, kickoff yeah. before. You know? Oh man! <laughs> All right, we got Bill here with a question. Hey, Sean. Uh, obviously, I've seen you in camp. I see you with yes, Jalen. Yes, sir. And uh, Vanderish. Uh, back touching the point of maybe coaching after your career, which hopefully you do not do anytime soon. Uh, um, do you see yourself as like a hands-on coach, like a Richard, or, or do you see yourself in, your, in, in the face or, you know? Yeah, I, w- I, w- I would probably be a hands-on coach. Um, for sure. You know, I love being out on the field, you know, love teaching fundamentals, kind of passing on the knowledge that you teach, um, really trying to help the guys any way you can to help them succeed. Um, you know, getting in the face, I think that's, you know, if you, when, you, when you have to. But most of the time when you have a great relationship with the guys, you know, the coaches I've had, you know, and you have mature players, that doesn't, doesn't happen too much. That's how I see you on the field now, and the respect they show you is insane. That's why I wonder. Well, anyone, you. anyone who has ever uh, watched the intensity with which Sean plays uh, and looks forward to his being back on the field to join that group for the fourth quarter of the season. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed for you for like a, a week from Sunday maybe and yeah. see, see how things go. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks. Sean Lee, everybody, for uh, Taylor Stern, Jeff Cavanaugh, I'm Brad Sham. See you next Tuesday.